Hello, this is Pastor Nathaniel, and you're listening to the Edda Talk for the Eddie Walk Podcast. Here you'll find messages meant to edify and encourage God's people in the maturity, purity, and unity that comes from following Christ. From devotional thoughts to sermons from our Sunday morning services, my prayer is that the time you spend listening to this podcast will help you grow closer to our Lord and also lead you to loving others like He loves us. Let's get right to it. Good morning. How is it the first Sunday of Advent already? Although the year has been trying, it went fast. And here we are, the first Sunday of Advent. We have the hope candle. And we have a prophecy from Jeremiah. So, if you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah. Chapter 33. While you turn there, I've got to share that one of my favorite verses is in Jeremiah 33. It's Jeremiah 33.3. It's funny how commercials get stuck in your head and around here you have all those lawyers. If you're hurt, call. Eight. 8-8-8, 8-8-8, just to prove to you how powerful that advertising is. When my brother and I were growing up, and we watched The Price is Right, we would hear from Edgar Snyder, if you're hurt, call him at 391-2101. That stuff sticks with you. So let me give you this one. A number to call. Jeremiah 33.3. Jeremiah 33.3. This wasn't in the message, so bonus material this morning. Jeremiah 33.3. Call to me. See, it's a good number to call. 33.3. Call to me. And I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. That's a good one, isn't it? Let's go to the one for this morning. Jeremiah 33 verses 14 to 18. And would you stand out of reverence for God's word? The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will fulfill the gracious promise I made to the house of Israel. And to the house of Judah. In those days. And at that time. 
I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it shall be called, the Lord our Righteousness. For this is what the Lord says, David will never fail to have a man sit on the throne of the house of Israel, nor will priests who are Levites ever fail to have a man to stand before me continually to offer burnt offerings, to burn grain offerings, and to present sacrifices. Lord, I praise you for how we read about you, Jesus, here in this prophecy, hundreds of years before you were born in the manger. Lord, thank you for the plan of salvation you have to anyone who would receive you as Savior and Lord. Thank you for the life that you have for anyone who would receive you as Savior and Lord. Thank you for all we have to look forward to in our life with you. Thank you for how you never fail us. And you never will. Thank you for your good and precious promises. Lord, I pray that throughout the rest of the message, you'd give me clarity of thought and speech. You would open each of our hearts. So we would allow you to to do the work that you want to do in each of our lives. We love you, Lord, and we submit to you and your word in this moment. And may we always be obedient. Help us, Lord. We thank you. We don't have to be obedient on our own. We thank you for the power we have in you. It's in your name I pray, Jesus. Amen. And you may be seated. Christmas season is about hope, isn't it? It's about so much, but that's one of the things. I remember being a kid and hoping to get a particular gift. The Millennium Falcon. If you're Star Wars fans, you know what the Millennium Falcon is. If you're not, I'll tell you, it was Han Solo's spaceship. And it looked pretty cool. And I had the action figures. I needed the Millennium Falcon. I hope I get it. This time of year reminds me of things like that. I hope I... And you know, in the Christmas season, it's not only a time that we celebrate Jesus' arrival as a baby in a manger but a time to remember that we look forward to the return of our King. 
And I hope it's soon. Sooner the better. But you know, in His grace, He gives people who need Him more time. But all that we have to look forward to in our relationship with Him. Faith, hope, and love, right? That's, we hear a lot about those things at Christmas. Paul writes about them in 1 Corinthians 13. I like what the writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 11. One, faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. We can be sure He's coming back. We can be sure we have a look, a lot to look forward to in eternity with Him. But we have a lot to look forward to in this life too. The Scripture this morning reminds us of the promises we have and the promises that were fulfilled. The ones we can experience now. When Jeremiah prophesied this, he was talking about a coming king. And he talked about Jesus, didn't he? That righteous branch that will sprout from David's line. The scripture we read this morning reminds us today how Jesus is our king. And you know what? We have a king that we can fully trust. We spent a lot of time in Colossians this fall. We even spent time in Colossians chapter 2, verses 5 or 6 to 15 this morning in Sunday school. What do we hear about in that section of Scripture we spent so much time in? We hear about how He, Jesus, Has authority. Back on November 14th, I believe, we talked about his supreme authority. And if he is our king, that means he has our allegiance. And we obey our king. I want to share with you a quote. From Thomas Akempis. He wrote the Christian classic. An imitation of Christ. It's one of those books. It's you got to take your time with a big cup of coffee. So if you take that recommendation. Buy coffee with the book. He said this. If you desire. To gain mastery over your flesh. You have to learn to give prompt obedience to your superior. And you know what happens when we give him prompt obedience? We become more like him. Let's go back to the scripture we read this morning. I'm going to reread to you Jeremiah 
33, 15 to 17. But before I do, let's go to Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. And let's play a little game. Let's see if you can spot the difference. There's a difference in these prophecies. Let's see if you can spot them. Jeremiah 23, verses 5 and 6. The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will raise up to David a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is right and just in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved, and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness. I gave you a clue. Go to Jeremiah 33, verse 15. In those days, and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is right and just in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called. The Lord, our righteousness. Do you notice the difference? Hmm. At first glance, it seems kind of strange. But the more you think about it, you kind of see that makes sense. That should be expected. Jerusalem. The name of the holy city. Where his people dwell. Has taken on the character. Of its king. That's why it says. This is the name by which it. Shall be called. The Lord. Our righteousness. You ever noticed how that's true? I've observed in churches I've been in and churches on different districts in companies how the people kind of take on the personality of whoever's in charge. Who is in charge of our life? Amen. Peter's got it. Sorry, buddy. Didn't mean to put you on the spot. But you are so right. He's in charge. And whose character are we going to become more like? 
as we submit to his authority. God's. Wanda's right too. See, not just you. I didn't just put you, Peter, on the spot. Wanda too. I love that kids listen to the sermons. It's awesome. How do we know that we've taken on the character of our king? That's a rhetorical question because I'm going to give you the answer. By our priestly qualities. And you might be thinking, Nathaniel, I'm not going to be a preacher. I'm not a priest. Okay, now I'm going to put my mother-in-law on the spot. Because if you notice, there's a lot few, fewer people in the sanctuary. There are a lot fewer people in the praise team. So after my mother-in-law walked through the doors, Erica let her know that she was going to preach this morning. You know that we are a royal priesthood. What does that mean? We see the example all throughout the Old Testament. And we see the perfect example in Christ. The priest intercedes for the people. And you might be thinking, Nathaniel, you always talk about this. I'm going to always keep talking about it. You know who Eugene Peterson is? He wrote the message. I've been listening to his biography. And it's fascinating. And uh, one of the things, the criticisms he got was, he always preached one sermon. And it was obedience to God. That's a good sermon to preach, isn't it? So if I say the same things over and over again, that doesn't make me a great preacher because bad preachers say things over and over again. But it's an important message because if something's important, you repeat yourself. If something's important, you repeat yourself. That's why I read Hebrews chapter 7, verses 23 to 25. Hebrews chapter 7, starting with verse 23. Now, there have been many of those priests since they've died that's prevented them from continuing in office so they can no longer intercede for the people. Another one's taken their place. But, verse 24. Because Jesus lives forever. He has a permanent priesthood. Therefore, he is able to save completely. That's good news, folks. He saves completely. Those who come to God through him. Because he always lives to intercede for them. And if He lives to intercede for us, we follow His example. 
and intercede for one another. Oftentimes people say, Nathaniel, it's hard to pray. I don't know what to pray. I I want to give you a tip. Sometimes all you have to say is somebody's name. Lord, I pray for Rose and her surgery this week. That didn't take much, did it? But it means much. When we pray and intercede for one another. Lord, I pray for all those who are sick with COVID right now. I pray for those who are cooped up and maybe stir crazy. Anybody stir crazy out in internet land? Hang in there. Sometimes if we don't know what to pray, all we have to do is just... Because uh, Scripture tells us that the Holy Spirit intercedes with groans. That the Lord understands. So don't pray because you don't know what to pray. We don't have to have all the answers. He knows our heart. We just have to be obedient. When the request comes in. Or when the Spirit moves us to intercede. Well, usually, when a sermon ends, you're supposed to close it with recapping everything you talked about. Joy to the world does that better than I could. So if you have your hymnals, would you please turn to number 173. There we hear about our King, our Righteousness, Hymn number 173, Joy to the World. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast is helpful to you, please rate us on iTunes or like our page, Springwater Church the Nazarene, on Facebook. Have a great day and Lord bless.